1: Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenix.
2: Welcome into the Extra Extra In Podcast with the 12th Pin Sports Network, powered by Isagenix, Bryce Atkinson, Joe Calabrese here. Joe, another big show lined up, a lot of fun and a lot of great curling we had this past weekend that we're going to get into here on this episode of the Extra Extra In Podcast.
3: Yeah, you know, there was a crazy amount of curling on TESN over the weekend, and you know it's highlighted by, by the St. Paul cash spiel, and we're going to be talking all about that on everything from the men's side and some great uh, performances by those high performance teams. And then on the women's side and what happened with Jessica Schultz and that uh, extra, extra end bump. Yeah,
2: (laughs) no doubt about it. There's no other way you can put it. I mean, you know, we talk about the bump. People think that we're, you know, making this up, you know, Richie Ruinen hits me up and is dying to get on to, to, to book them to be the week before Olympic trials, because he knows Richie Ruinen knows that it's real. It's legit, but, Last week, uh, you know, Sean Murray, Jessica Schultz here. It, look, who makes the finals of the St. Paul Cashfield? Jessica Schultz, Sean Murray. This thing is legit, Joe. This is no myth or made up by DSN.
3: Yeah, it seems to be no joke, and and maybe we have a preemptive bump this week because we have uh, Team McCormick, uh, who we had an interview uh, for, and we'll be hearing from in just a little bit. Uh, they wound up winning the St. Paul Cash Spiel, so um, you know it's, we're, they they won it before they were interviewed, but uh, just the <laughs> same. Uh, we're excited to have him on.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. As Corey is going to be heading out to Seattle to play some mixed doubles with Jamie Sinclair, while Heather McCormick, he's going to have the weekend off. So, you know, a lot of good stuff. We'll bring you here in the next segment with our feature guest interview, Team McCormick. That would be Heath McCormick and Corey Dropkin that you can follow on Twitter at Team uh, underscore McCormick and those guys really had a lot of fun talking with them earlier. Just where they're at with in their season, they've had they've had some success too. I mean, they had uh, a little bit of a rough go in, in, in the Grand Slam, uh, you know, earlier in the season, and certainly they went over to the play in the. Uh, over in Switzerland just, what, two weeks ago. But they come back as Richie Ruinen takes the ice, as Chris Plies is off doing a Red Bull event. And Richie, uh, you know, I don't want to say he sparks them, but Richie comes in there and, and makes a difference as they go and defend their St. Paul Cashfield title, Joe.
3: Yeah, we've talked about how good a curler Rich Ruinen is. And, you know, if you're going to have a fifth man, he's almost the perfect one to have. He can play any position. He's a good strategic. Strategically um, strong as heck, and and he can play, and and you know you lose somebody like Plaza, you can bring somebody in like Rich, um, you're really not losing all that much, and and if anything at all, and uh, it, it, another great result for a team that maybe uh, after Nationals last year was was thinking a little bit about maybe their confidence level, and and I I gotta believe that their confidence level now is at a, is at a new high.
2: Yeah, absolutely. As we're talking here on the Extra Extra and podcast, we got a lot of stuff to bring you here. We'll bring you our roundtable in the final segment uh, as we talk with Chris Lisney from the St. Paul Curling Club, who, who really did some yeoman's work, did a great job uh, you know, helping broadcast the St. Paul Spiel and also host of the Stonecast podcast. So really enjoyed
3: having Chris Lisney. We'll bring you that here in the final segment, Joe. Yeah, you know, Chris uh, is is instrumental about uh behind TESN in St. Paul and uh has done the last couple cash spiels out there uh from a webcasting end and he does a great job and they're uh, they're one of our strongest affiliates and it's going to be great talking with uh with Chris about all things St. Paul Curling Club and what happened here uh over the weekend.
2: Yeah, we got a great giveaway this week, too, that we'll tell you about here in a little bit, Joe. But Ice Halo, this is another good one, is we have a giveaway every single week here on the Extra Extra End podcast Podcast. You can sign up in uh, win. Enter with the widget on tesn.us forward slash podcast, Joe. Prizes we give away every single week, and we got good stuff for our listeners every single week right here
3: yeah you know every week we try to bring something to the curling world uh ice halo is uh, protective headgear uh, that curlers use across the country and in canada uh the vice on uh, my mix team uses it, um, it, it to protect her head uh she's t- she's had a few falls on the ice and you know i've certainly witnessed quite a few and and the folks at ice halo uh, recognize that and they've they've come up with a product to help in it it's very fashionable. It's something that uh, I think a lot of curlers could uh, could use out there.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's go ahead and get off the break before we do get to this break and get to Team McCormick with Corey Dropkin, Corey Dropkin, and Heater McCormick. Let's just tell you where you can find us every single week. A brand new podcast of the Extra Extra End comes out every single Thursday morning. Go to iTunes. Go to the Apple Podcast app on your smartphone. Search the Extra Extra in. You will find us that simple iTunes or the Apple Podcast app on your smartphone. You can get us on Stitcher, Google Play. And without a doubt, TESN.US forward slash podcast, a new episode coming out every single Thursday each week as we take you and get ready for the U.S. Olympic Trials coming up starting November the 11th in Omaha, Nebraska, Baxter Arena, Joe. Just more great stuff we're going to bring you through the next few weeks as we inch ever so closely to the Olympic Trials because it is almost here, my friend. It is right around the corner, just about a month. Yeah, I can't wait. Looking forward to it, Price. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. When we come back, Eater McCormick and Corey Dropkin from Team McCormick, right here on the Extra Extra Podcast with the Twelfth In Sports Network, powered by Isagenix. You try different weight loss programs and are still looking for results? I was too until I found Isagenix, and it didn't take long before I started getting the results that I wanted. Isagenix is a complete 9 day or 30 day weight loss energy performance and health aging program with over 550,000 customers in 7 countries Isagenix's science backed ingredients and products are rigorously tested for safety and will help boost your weight loss efforts by gently cleansing and nourishing your body Isagenix's cleansing and fat burning system has helped me relieve daily stress and given me even more energy to play with my kids from sun up to sun down day. and every week, I'm coming across and meeting a friend of mine that is also an Isogenics customer. My personal Isogenics associate, Sarah Schuster, helped me take control of my health and, most importantly, my life. Sarah walked me through the entire process, answered every question, and, most importantly, serves as my personal daily cheerleader. And she can do the same and more for you. Give Sarah a call with the keyword curling at 218. 218- 391-1566, and she'll waive your one-year membership fee. Stop making excuses and start taking control. Let Sarah get you started on a healthier life at 218-391-1566. Isogenics did it for me, and it can do it for you. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra podcast with the 12th in Sports Network powered by Isagenix. And now we're going to talk a little curling with my man, Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin from Team Heath McCormick. Guys, what's happening today? Great start to the season and congratulations on a big weekend winning the St. Paul Caspian last weekend. Thanks, Bryce. Glad thanks, to be here. Ray. Well, let's yeah, get thanks in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely guys. Let's get into it. Uh we're gonna talk with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin here for a little bit. But, you know, what was it like? Just talk about the you know, getting back on the ice this weekend. You guys have had a busy fall so far, but you get the taste of victory, you know, defending the the title at the Saint Paul Cash Spiel, and you know had a little bit of a different flavor in there as Plies was off doing a little bit of Red Bull action and you get Richie Ruining mm-hmm. on the ice.
4: Yeah, it was great. Uh Richie was excited to play there and uh we kind of got a free hotel for the weekend too, staying at Richie's house. So,
0: um,
4: yeah, we had some good vibes from from last year at that spiel, and uh, seemed to play pretty pretty well uh, this week as well. So it was nice.
2: Yeah, what what about it, Corey? How'd it feel uh, a little bit different without Plies in there? As you get Richie, the uh, I'm not going to call him the old man. I don't want to piss him off, but you know, a guy. that's obviously got a lot of experience. The new addition to your team. You know, what has he brought? What did he bring to the ice this weekend?
5: It was a little bit different, um, but I think things worked out pretty well on the ice. Uh, I hadn't played with Richie before, um, but you know he, he was fun to have out there. He's he's very talkative. He's always talking about you know what what to do next, um, and he's almost kind of like a coach out there too because he was helping me out a lot um, just throughout each game. And so you know it's fun to have him out there, and and kind of good to get that experience with with him on the ice.
2: Yes, we're talking with the Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin. Follow these guys on Twitter at Follow The Heater and at KDropkin, their team, at Team underscore H McCormick. And check them out on Facebook, at Team McCormick Curling. And, you know, guys, just kind of take a snapshot of the fall. What's this fall season been like for you all? You played in uh, the Tour Challenge, uh, the first slam of the season. You guys played in the Swiss Cup over, you know, in Switzerland. Now, just kind of encapsulate where you guys are right now as a team.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, there, it's it's funny you say the start of the season because we've almost felt like there has been no off season really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of time in the summer, but we definitely had a bunch of stuff going on. We've been busy um, with Curling Night in America, and then uh, really not a whole lot of time in between that and and getting our season going. So it's been it's been busy. Uh, some highs and lows, but
5: uh, overall, um, it's been pretty it's been pretty good. Yeah. What about it, Corey? Yeah, it's already been uh, almost. It almost feels like it's been like a full season for us, to be honest. Uh, we've probably been played in about four or five tournaments now, um, and so as we had some ups and we had some downs, and so we've kind of just learned and take away from um, each weekend, uh, piece by piece. And um, you know, we have this weekend off as a team. I'll be up, I'll be out in Seattle with uh, Jamie Sinclair playing mixed doubles, and then. We're back on the ice in got in Sarnia, you know, one week and off before trials. And so it's a uh, it's an exciting time and Kind of looking forward to keep plugging away. <laughs> it's funny to hear you say that, Corey. You got the weekend off yet? You're going all
2: the way out to Seattle <laughs> to play mixed yeah. doubles. That's not a weekend off, my man. That's that's going back and getting back to hard work. But you know, as you mentioned, curling night in America, guys. The chance to uh, to play in that uh, back in Baxter Arena, where we're going to have the Olympic Trials. We'll all have a a nice fun week together in Omaha, Nebraska, coming up next month. But you know, what was it like to to play? You know, in Baxter Arena, get your kind of first taste inside the arena. Absolutely gorgeous you know, but to do it in front of the cameras is we just saw the very first episode air this past Tuesday night.
5: Yeah, it's really cool. Like, as you said, it's a really pretty arena um, and great crowd. So many people showing up um, and, you know, crowds are really electric out there. They kept on cheering. And um, so it's fun to play in front of them and kind of get involved with them. And um. So yeah, ice is ice is great there, and kind of looking forward to it.
2: What do you think, Heater? I mean, the crowds were—you know, as Corey, you know, mentioned, the crowds were unbelievable, electric. Everybody's going to see that in the coming weeks. It got better and better as you know the weekend. We got into the weekend, but you know the chance to to play in that event, you know, get some pretty good competition, but the chance to, you know, kind of have a, a week, several days, not a full week, but several days to get comfortable in that environment where you guys are obviously going to be competing for a spot in the Olympics.
4: Yeah, I think it was a, a number of different things for me. I mean, the building – you know we play in a lot of uh, nice arenas, so that mm-hmm. it's nice and and that's not a huge factor, I think, but we got to you know some of the areas around where we're gonna go eat, what we're gonna do, where we're gonna stay yeah uh, we got a lot of those things down um you know, got a feeling for for how, what the crowd might be like um they're they're energetic, they don't necessarily um you know their education on curling itself is not it's just they're just starting to learn the game so yeah. Um, so we got a feeling for you know what the atmosphere might be like when you know when it comes down to the end of games and we're trying to win them.
2: Yeah, continue with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin, and you know Heater, I, I don't think it's any kind of secret that that Nationals this past February was was a disappointment for you guys cuz you know just simply all you need to do is make the playoffs and uh, you get to go to Worlds but you you fall short. How did you guys regroup coming out of Nationals, you know, getting ready to turn the page for you know like you said a, a, it's been a a season where you really didn't have an off season. You would go straight into preparing for the trials coming up.
4: Yeah, I mean definitely it was a disappointment. Uh I think uh we learned a lot about each other and about our team and and um you know it was if there was going to be a time to have it that was actually a decent time to mm-hmm. to to do something like that and where we could reflect and and where we could build on it uh we went over to switzerland uh a, a month or two after that and and played in a late season event where we played some high quality teams and and did fairly well so we were we kind of took that momentum and then took it into um kind of our spring summer uh kind of where we want to go from here yeah sort of thing and and use it as kind of motivation
2: yeah hey cory so i got to tell you cory when it was at nationals in february you know i i think i don't remember what night it was i think you guys had, had just lost in the previous draw but i saw you at in, sitting in the stands you, you were look really upset and just just pissed for lack of a better term sitting by yourself down on one end you know watching a session and it just looked like it really affected you losing that you were just simply ticked off because you're coming out of juniors and not far you know, not too far out of juniors where you had a whole lot of success and it just seemed like that losing really just was totally unacceptable for you.
5: Um, yeah, I mean me my personally myself, I have high expectations for myself and mm-hmm. I think our team does as well. And I mean no one's gonna be happy about, you know, having a bad showing one week. Um and so you know I think the I think the biggest thing though is just how individually and as a team we bounce back from from a loss <laughs> like that and mm-hmm. you know we've worked really hard this past uh off season and um both physically and mentally and so we've just been doing what we can to prepare for this uh upcoming trials and and kind of show what we can what we can do out there and so you know I mean I think that's just behind us mm-hmm. um as a team, and you know, we're just moving on and focusing on next, on what's next. Yeah, no doubt about it. Talk about Heater McCormick and Corey
2: Dropkin and Heater. You know, you obviously made the move to the U.S. I believe, right? 2010. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right? I think it was 2010.
4: Yeah, sounds about right.
2: So that you know, you've had you know several nationals. What a gold and a bronze. It, 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 has the goal since the start? Since coming to the U.S. to play you know for for team USA this will be your second olympic trials you got third in in 2014 has this been the goal since you made that move is simply to get to the olympic games to qualify and represent team
4: USA Absolutely i mean i think uh you know back in 2010 uh, i was approached with uh, some unique opportunities i took that and it's kind of blossomed from there and and uh you know, some of the teams that I were was on before they were they were really good. But I think um uh, last season and, and now into this season we've found a, a really nice combination with the addition of uh Corey and Tom on the front end who are young, energetic and excited and, and um we're all like Corey said, we're all kinda working hard and I'm working harder now than I have probably ever in my career. So Uh, you know, on a number of different things in a number, number of different areas. So, you know, we're excited, um, uh, Going forward, for sure. Yeah. Now, Heater, this will be your second Olympic trials. But, Corey,
2: your first Olympic trials coming up. I mean, what's? I guess yeah. really what are the expectations, you know, to <laughs> to play coming up in, in Baxter Arena to compete for a shot to go to the Olympics? I mean, I, not something I'm sure these guys have, have talked to you about it, told you a little bit about what to expect. But it's just one of those things you just you can't learn it, you can't feel it until you actually feel it.
5: Yeah, definitely going to be my first uh, Olympic trials. And so I'm really excited. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure out there. And it's just kind of going to be about putting that pressure behind me and focusing on, you know, each game at a time, each end and each shot. Um, so really just kind of focusing on the process and doing what I can to uh, make my shots and help and help out my team and, and whatnot. And so, as as I said, you know, I've got high expectations for myself and the team. And, you know, I think we're going out there thinking, you know, that we can win it. And so that's, you know, that's what we're going to go try to do. And, and, uh, and, yeah. Yeah, so we're talking with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin. And, you know, heaters since
2: you know, turning 41, you're not the young buck like Dropkin and Tom are, you know, is preparation, <laughs> is the preparation and training different? I mean, you said you're working harder than ever, but it, is it because, you know, not as light in the legs, maybe so to speak, anymore that you're getting a little bit older? I mean, how is it different now than say 15 years ago when you were, you know, competing at the highest level? I'll race those young guys anytime they want. <laughs> come, on, come on, Corey! I don't think he can. I can't only... outpress
4: them. I can't outpress them, but I can run with them that's for sure. No, <laughs> I, I mean run, uh, it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's any harder. I mean, I I would say that. Um, you know, it, it just takes dedication. And it takes. Um, you know, everyone says, "Oh, I'm busy, and I'm busy, and I'm busy, and you can't find the time." But you got to make the time, so I make the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a family, I've got businesses, I, you know, so all that stuff takes time, but I've made time for, uh, for curling, which, uh, is very important to me at this, at this part of my life. So, um, yeah, it, uh, is it difficult sometimes? Of course, but, uh, ultimately it's, it's where I want to be and what I want to be doing. So yeah, to me, that's, you know, that's the ultimate Yeah. Corey, you know, I know Plies likes
2: to think he's one of the, the young bucks, but, but he's been around for a little while, but you and Tom have played Tom Howell played together for what I think the last six years. What's that, what's the connection you two have? Yeah,
5: This is actually our 11th year together. Yeah. So we've been uh, on board together for what feels like forever now. And so, uh, you know, we started playing back end together a while back. And so, Mm -hmm. You know we kind of were able to form you know a, a strong system of communication and I think that's kind of helped us you know shifting to the front end um, job and so I think we have a pretty pretty solid uh, um, system there and you know it's kind of cool because he's you know, um, become one of my best friends almost brothers and you know being being with him through this journey has been been really cool and so yeah hopefully uh, hopefully hopefully through more. Yeah, Heater.
2: What is it like? Uh, you got Tom and, and Corey on the front end, just out of juniors. You know, you got some young legs, but you got some guys that can boss the broom. What's it like having them on the front end of this team?
4: Yeah, it's it's been really nice, and I and I think um, almost uh, you know they're they're definitely there was a learning curve for mm-hmm. all of us. Um, yeah, started last season, uh, but we got right into it. I mean, the very first field we played together, we lost the final. So we 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 kind of said to each other, you know, there's not really a whole lot of time. We had we had to prove ourselves last season to get ourselves the Olympic trial spot. Mm-hmm. Uh so there was not a whole lot of time for us just to say, "Okay, let's feel each other out and and see how we're going to work as a team." We wanted to get right at it and get right into it and and I think, uh, hence some of the highs and lows, I mean, yeah, one of the lows was nationals, but we won four spiels last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it just so happened that we had a low at, had the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you know, having these guys, they're great sweepers. I mean, I had to draw the forefoot to win the, the last game in St. Paul. And basically they made that shot for me, Yeah. uh, or for our team. So um, it, it's been great, and, uh, you know, hopefully Chris and I are teaching them a few things, and they're teaching <laughs> us a few things too, so it's it's been really good. Yeah. It, it is, we're talking with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin. You can follow them on
2: Twitter at team underscore H McCormick and at K Dropkin and at follow the heater. You know, what is it you guys learn? I'm sure you're, you're still learning about each other, right? You're two playing together, you know, as a team. I mean, are you still learning things about – not just yourselves, but certainly about each other and you guys collectively, you know, as a four, I guess not a foursome, but now a fivesome.
5: Oh yeah. I think every weekend we learn something new about each other. Um, I mean, we, as as you said, this is our second year together and, you know, to do what we want to do, we kind of have had to go through and, and learn as quickly as possible, just the ins and outs of each other and, and, and what we want to do, what we want to be as a team. Um, so, you know, it's always going to be a learning curve. There's, you know, every weekend we, we continue to, you know, keep learning and improving, I'd say.
2: Well, one thing I've learned, guys, is, uh, you know, ISU Heater is that, from what yeah. I've been told, you guys like to give Dropkin a little bit of uh, a hard time over his new, uh, what, a movie star, a good movie star friend and new bow that you guys like to rib him. And maybe it's Plies that likes to do a lot of the ribbing, but how much how <laughs> much crap do y'all give him?
4: Oh, well, we, uh, not, not too much. I mean, he, thankfully he takes it in good fun. We do have a little book of corey I think. Uh, <laughs> Don't <laughs> that take this, Corey. Tucked, that we take, keep tucked away, but uh, yeah, it's all, it's all in good fun. Everybody, everybody kind of ribs each other. And, you know, we spend a lot, a lot of time together uh, at different events and hotel rooms and airports and cars and, and wherever else. So um I think on top of everything else as teammates we've all became uh, really good friends as well which is which can only help our, our cause. They they're not too hard on you about it are they Corey? <laughs>
5: they got their time but you know I just got to take it with with fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all in good fun.
2: Yeah. No doubt about it. As we continue with Heater McCormick and Corey Dropkin getting ready to wrap up here, you know, and guys, with, I don't want to say what, maybe a month to go. I guess we're really about a month out from Olympic trials. And, you know, what does the rest of the fall look like for you all and Team McCormick is you're getting ready to, uh, I guess, really kind of finish this prep and get ready to, to go for it in Omaha? What else is on the docket left as you guys continue preparing?
4: Uh, well, we, uh, so we got a couple more spiels. We have a weekend off and, uh, right now, and then we go to Gatineau, Quebec, uh, for a world curling tour event. And then we have, uh, the Sarnia world curling tour event, which is in my hometown. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's a nice one for me. Uh, we'll have a week off in between and then, and then we go to trials. So we're just kind of fine tuning everything, staying fit, staying focused, um, and, and, you know, trying to be as as prepared as we can for uh for omaha Corey. anything you're going to be able to get out and do
2: and have a little bit of fun between now and then not much free time but anything you're going to be able to rush out and do maybe a weekend trip uh get away anything you guys just to kind of continue to not let the pressure build but just stay you know stay loose and have fun
5: uh yeah i mean the next few weeks i'm honestly only in those for all of like about two days each week but um you know, I guess for me, kind of getting up the North Shore and seeing the leaves that they're changing right now, um, they're beautiful up there. Um, but apart from that, it's just, you know, compete, rest, recover, train, compete again.
2: Yeah. Well, Corey, I give you my condolences right now just as we wrap up on the Red Sox as a, as a Massachusetts native, the the Sox. I was <laughs> I was pulling hard for them with the uh, the Greenwood yep. Drive here in town, the, the single-A team of the Red Sox. I, I had my Red Sox gear on the last few days, and – just hate that's they came up important.
5: short, but yeah, this season.
2: Yeah, it's, they made a good run at it, but speaking of good runs, can't wait to see you guys make a good run at it in Omaha in just a few weeks. It can't, I can't believe it's going to be about a month away until we're there for seeming like uh, about a week and a half. We might as well go all ahead and get a mailing address. I feel like we're going to be in Omaha so long, but congratulations, Corey and Heater, on winning the St. Paul cash bill. A lot of fun watching you guys curl on the web stream this weekend, and you know from all of us here at the Extra Extra, Extra Podcast, just certainly good luck. Can't wait to see you in Omaha, guys.
5: Thanks, Bryce.
4: Thanks for having
2: us. Yeah, thanks, thanks Bryce. For thanks for having it. us. Appreciate it. All right, that's Heather McCormick and Corey Dropkin from Team McCormick. Appreciate those guys getting in after a, what a great weekend for them at the St. Paul Cash Spiel defending their title. Really enjoy catching up with them as we're barreling toward the Olympic Trials just now weeks away. And You can catch them on Curling Night in America. As the first episode premiered just this past week on Tuesday. A whole lot more to look forward to with Team McCormick on Curling Night in America to wet everybody's appetite as we get ready for the upcoming Olympic Trials. Alright, let's go ahead and shift gears. Let's get ready for our weekly roundtable coming up in the next segment. Joe Calabria is going to pop back on with me and then we'll be joined in that roundtable by Chris Chris Lizney from the St. Paul Curling Club, host of the Stonecast podcast. He was in the house this past weekend uh, doing a lot of the web stream work on uh, from the St. Paul Cashspiel. So we'll talk with Chris Lisney here coming up in our weekly roundtable on the Extra Extra Inn podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by IsoGenics.
3: Ice Halo protective headgear is the first choice for curlers everywhere. Ice Halo is the leading manufacturer of protective headgear. Boasting the largest variety of sizes, colors, and styles, from fleece to fur, and the Ice Halo protective headband and high-performance Halo HD. Ice Halo also manufactures an extensive selection of protective ball caps, including a full line of extra-large caps to protect those extra smart brains, and colorful selection of protective toques and winter hats. Ice Halo setting the global standard for protective headgear. This week, we're giving you the chance to win any item from the Ice Halo website. To enter, go to our website at www.tesn slash podcast and use the widget in the upper right hand corner of the page and as an added bonus we have ten dollar gift certificates for 10 runner-ups this week
2: All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra Inn podcast with the 12th Inn Sports Network. Powered by Isagenix, I'm Bryce Atkinson. My man Joe Calabrese joining us again. And now we got a special guest for the very first time on our weekly roundtable segment. Chris Lisney out of the St. Paul Curling Club. Also the host of the Stonecast podcast. You can check out on Stonecast Rocks. Online Chris what's happening appreciate you joining us this week for the very first time
6: Thanks Price it's uh pretty excited to be on board uh I heard good things about uh being on here from from Sean Murray this weekend
2: Uh-oh uh-oh I, <laughs> Joe do we even go there I mean do we even start with podcast bumping and stuff I re- I don't know I don't want to belabor the point but how about our man Sean Murray Going out first event with his new team, or one of his first events with his new team, I believe it was the first. And they get to the finals against Heater McCormick, and Heater obviously winning the thing. How about Sean Murray?
6: Yeah, he was playing great this weekend. It was pretty fun to watch.
3: Yeah, I can imagine that there was a pretty big uh, cheering section for him as things started rolling for him. He's he's a real likable guy and really well loved in the in the U.S. curling community.
6: He, um, we had a mic. So last year uh, was the first time I've, I've ever done commentary for curling. We did the cash spiel. Uh-huh. Marine and Pete Stoltax ask, asked if I would put it together, and uh, like after the second draw, Sean Murray sits down and and he said, "Oh, Maureen asked me to help out." Well, that guy's like Howard Cosell at curling. He like <laughs> he, he's got like this you know beautiful baritone voice, and you know he like. i don't know it's like oh what am i going to do now well i can give you there's 18 different options and he so we mic'd him uh, out on the ice and so it was really cool listening to him in the house like uh you know negotiating what to do and you can tell that he's a you know very tactical person
3: yeah yeah you know uh uh, that that final was interesting you know you've got Somebody like Sean is real vocal and kind of you know tells you everything that he's thinking out on the ice. And then on the other side, you've got Heater McCormick, who's very introverted when it comes to you know his on-ice demeanor. Um, pretty pretty di- distinct contrast there.
6: Yeah, yeah. Corey Dropkin, I gave him the mic and said, "Well, give this mic to whoever you know Heater or whoever." And he's like, "I think we'll give it to Richie." He, you know, <laughs> Heater doesn't really talk that much, so.
2: Oh, uh, Richie's never met a mic he didn't like. In fact, Richie was texting me late last week begging to have the last podcast slot because of the podcast bump, begging to have that last slot right before <laughs> yeah. the Olympic trials because he knows, Richie and knows the bump he can get, which is why I was like, Rich, you know, we've got sponsorships available. I also have some pockets <laughs> that are empty. You want to help us out? We can make that happen. <laughs>
6: I don't know. You know, I don't I was going to give you a hard time about this podcast bump because I don't know. But you've, I think you've interviewed like half the people that were competing.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I guess to pat ourselves on the back, Chris, I think we have. But every time and Joe, help me out here. Every time we have that guest on that next week, somebody's going out and either winning or making a final.
3: Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, you know, Sean on the men's side, and then we'll talk about the women in just a second, but Jessica Schultz wins the event. She was our our roundtable guest last week, and we predicted it here on the Extra Extra End. Well, let's get into, uh, let's get into
2: the St. Paul cash field. Let's talk about the men's side, Chris. Is You guys right. obviously had a great field. Uh, you look at the bottom half of the draw, and when I'm looking at it, I'm talking playoffs, right? I mean, I think in that bottom half, there's no doubt about it. That's where the strength was, and with all due respect to our man Sean Murray, I mean, the, on the top half, I think it was a little bit more manageable. Is on the bottom half, you had Heater McCormick and Todd Burr in one of the quarterfinals on Sunday morning. The other quarter, you had Brady Clark and Craig Brown. Right there, you've got all four. You got four of the five teams, men's teams, that are going to be competing in the trials all on that bottom half.
6: Yeah, you know, actually, the Saturday before, you know, like the getting into into the playoffs was was really interesting because there was a uh, on the one side there was a three-way tie of four four and one uh between like andrew stepera craig brown and um and i think uh, mccormick yeah on that on that side uh well anyway so there's a three-way tie uh or a two-way tie on top so there's a tiebreaker that had to be played at like ten thirty at night uh-huh. between uh, andrew stepera and, um, Craig Brown, which, uh, I thought was pretty interesting because Craig Brown's a little bit more seasoned and he's going into the nationals or not the nationals, but the, uh, Olympic trials or whatever. And you've got Andrew Stipera, who just, you know, won silver at the, at, the, at the worlds in Korea. I don't know. It was just super cool. And then afterwards, everybody's so like chill about it, about, you know, like Andrew's team lost. I was talking to Luke and he was like. Like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, that happens all the time. It's like they're so calm and collected. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. And then there was a, a three-way. The, the three-way tie was on the, the pool B between Burr, Fenson, and, uh, and Rittenauer. And it came down to Rittenauer was losing to Sobering. And all Sobering had to do on the last shot was to do a pretty easy takeout. And uh, and if 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 Sobering would have won, Pete Fenson would have been in because Pete Fenson had beat Todd Burr just before it. Uh-huh. So there was this big crowd all around it and they'd all figured out all the like draws to the button, all that kind of stuff. So they all knew, but I, could, I wasn't smart enough. I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> and he misses the, misses the shot, which may moved it from a two way tie to a three way tie. And then uh, the draw to the button got buried into the, the playoffs. So that Saturday night was pretty interesting. It was, it was cool.
2: Well, what do you think about uh, about Todd Burr? I mean, you see these guys back together. I mean, not that they broke apart, but you see a, a team in Todd Burr that's, you know, they're playing together now, coming out for the first time, I guess it should be said, you know, since they got, you know, the, the won the appeal and now are going to be included in the trials. Just give me your thoughts on, on Todd Burr and those guys this weekend as they fall to Heater McCormick in that one quarter.
6: Yeah, well, you know, um, Hunter Claussen was in there, so right. it was, you know, I, I was thinking it'd be really interesting to see how, yeah. how the team, you know, because there's kind of, like, they're not sure how they're going to play, right. uh, you know, what position. So they had John Benton playing third. Uh, they had a really great Friday. Um, they were playing really great. And then they just were having things weren't falling their way on Saturday. So they, I, I kind of feel like they kind of, um, they didn't, it's not going to say they lucked into it, but um their Saturday wasn't as good. The ice didn't treat them as nicely. So But I know they're a great team and Todd, you know, they, they're I don't know, they're they're competitive. I'm glad they're there, but you know, I'm biased because I I see them all the time.
3: Yeah. So Chris, you you mentioned that uh, Hunter wasn't there for this event. He was at the World uh mixed event, correct? Yep. Uh who is who is playing for for Hunter?
6: Uh, I you know, honestly I I, I I'm really bad with names. So Was
3: that uh, was Tyler playing with them?
6: No, Tyler was playing with uh Bill Stipera's rink. Oh, okay. They also got to the uh, the semis. That was a pretty good, you know, Dean Gammel, Bill Stipera, Mark Lazar. Um,
3: yeah. So you know, is, is, talk let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, were there some teams that maybe we hadn't been talking about so far in this podcast? We've sort of focused on those those teams had in the Olympic trials, but there were, you know, a good number of teams here that uh, made the playoffs that aren't part of that process. You know, besides Sean, who we've talked a little bit about, uh, looks, you know, looks like Alex Leichter made the quarterfinals. Uh, yep. and Bill Stopera made the semifinals. Uh, were there any other teams that maybe flew under the radar that, that maybe we should be thinking about as it comes time as, as after the Olympic trials we head towards nationals?
6: You know, I, I, I'm not really good with that kind of, uh, prognostication, but uh, you know, Quavila was there from Thunder Bay. I'm a big Thunder Bay guy, so I love Canada. Um, I don't know, not not really. I mean, it was like Leichter versus Murray, Clark versus Brown, Quavila versus Stipera, Bill Stipera. I don't think Bill Stipera is going to do nationals. Uh, he was kind of saying like this is their one deal, you know, a year. Had a great time talking to him, his son, you know, son Andrew, and uh, he, he participated a lot in the broadcast and came up as did Mark Lazar and kind of uh, gave us all sorts of tidbits of information. So that was cool.
3: So let's, let's, uh, let's, I'm sorry, why don't we transition over to the women's side a little bit? You know, we, we talked last week about how the teams that were going to be going into the Olympic trial, Sinclair, Roth and Christensen were not entered in this event. Um, but we had a, a good amount of uh, women's teams that are, are well known. Cause a lot of them were in nationals last year. Um, but uh, you know, Addison Bear, Cora Farrell, Kim Ryan, they all made the playoffs. Um, but this seemed to be a pretty even field. What did you see out there, Chris, amongst these teams that were maybe aren't the the you know, the very top of the heap in the US, but maybe the next level?
6: Yeah, it was um it was pretty interesting. I, I actually don't know. I never really got a clear reason why, you know, you know, some people said that the the women's teams didn't come because there wasn't points. But then I heard that there wasn't points because the women teams didn't, you know, those women's teams didn't come. And certainly last year they were all there, which was kind of exciting. Um, I don't. It was pretty interesting, actually. You know, there was a um, one of our last draws was um, well, it was in the playoffs. It was Madison Madison Bear versus uh, Cora Cora Farrell, and um, it was just neat because they, you know, they, they have played a lot together, and we had Luke, um, Luke Violet and, and Andrew Stupera do the, the commentary. And it was just really interesting listening to them talk because they all kind of have the same kind of coaching and style of play. And so when they were talking on the ice about times and lines and stuff like that, you know, Luke is, Luke is incredible on the microphone. Andrew was pretty good too. And, and they, they like communicate the same language. So, um, I don't know, there was a really high level of play. And I actually had never seen Kim rhymes play. Uh, and, uh, they were on sheet five, which was what we were covering quite a bit. And, uh, they played pretty decent. So.
2: Yeah, as we're talking with Chris Lisney from the St. Paul Curling Club, host of the Stonecast podcast. Check him out online, stonecast.rocks. You can listen every time on the iTunes um, Apple podcast app. But, you know, staying on the women's side, you know, Jessica Schultz, who we've had on is our one of our roundtable uh, guests the last two weeks, two-time Olympian. You know, she obviously – what did you see out of that last game? Because – you know, down the five to four, uh, against Cora Farrell in the final Jess gets, gets two in the eighth. And what I believe it was the very last shot, just an outstanding game there in the women's final. Talk about just the way that, that finished out and the transpired there in the end, Chris.
6: Um, well, it was, it was a, it was a, t- it was a tight end, but I, I think that Jess kind of had it. It seemed like she was in control most of the game, but, uh, Cora kind of, um, made it, made it a game, um, Honestly, uh, Pete and Marine were actually the ones that were calling that game. I was uh, working a different area of the of the of the of the arena, so uh, I'm not the best to, to talk on that. You know, honestly, after after calling all those games, you get kind of blurried. I don't know how you how you guys do it at Nationals.
3: It's
6: hard to keep you know, keep, keep track of what the heck's going on.
3: It's true. Uh, Brian Anderson, who works with us at Nationals, does a lot of the producing. Um, he, he they all blend together, and we talk with about that i don't even remember what we did the last two games um but i remember that last shot that jess had to throw was a out turn hit through a hole uh to get yeah uh, get her to it was it was a tricky tricky little shot and they looked at it for quite some time just to see if it was going to be there uh it was swept really well and it it wound up uh, getting her to a net was wound up getting her the victory for the spiel
6: yeah now yeah thank you now it's all coming back to me now um yeah and where we were standing, we were on top of sheet five, and you couldn't actually see the port really. I mean, you could kind of see it, but it didn't look like it lined up. And she was looking at a different shot, or we were all talking about a different shot. And then all of a sudden, uh, Cora kind of bumped something over that made that available uh, that she could she could take that out for the two. Otherwise, she was looking to kind of to do a do a do a tick for a one. Uh, so it was kind of unfortunate that Cora could knock that over. Um, yeah, so we had actually walked over and said, "Oh yeah, there's some good space there." And yeah. I think it was a, a relatively easy shot. Um but, yeah, from our angle at first it didn't look like that.
3: Well, Chris, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do uh while we have you here on the on the podcast is talk a little bit about the St. Paul Curling Club. They're one of uh the TESN affiliates. Yeah. Um and so I wanted to ask you first, you know, kind of what got you interested in webcasting in the first place.
6: Uh well, I, I just, I really love curling. I've, I've only been curling for, this is my, I'm going into my fourth season and I just love curling and I love audio. So I started, um, just interviewing people. I think the people in curling are fascinating. There's so much history in St. Paul has so much history, so many families that go back, you know, generation after generation. So I was just kind of on, you know, pulling that apart. Um, so then I was known. So I interviewed a bunch of people and turned out that some of those people, um run the saint paul cash spiel and they just asked me if i'd like to webcast it. and i've watched certainly watched a lot of web curling you guys do a great job in nationals it's the only way to see it and uh, so i was like yeah we'll figure it out and i've got a crew my friend adam and 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 crew um we just thought well we can leverage the sheet cameras and start figuring it out and i don't it's technically it's a cool challenge
3: yeah you know i i certainly tuned into plenty of webcasts over the last couple of years and they're really well done. Um, It's exactly the kind of thing that we're trying to promote out there is to have, you know, multiple cameras uh, and uh, you guys do it very, very well and the audio quality and the the quality of commentary is very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the other events that you may have that uh, are going to be on the network uh, somewhere towards the end of the season.
6: Yeah, so la- last year there, there was the junior regionals that we did, um, which was the junior regionals was the most a- affirming or whatever. I don't know if it was regionals, but it was like, I think it was the West region. It was so, it had so much affirmation from doing that. I took the time off between Christmas and New Year's to do it. And there were all these families from like Alaska and California that were like so appreciative of it because they've got kids that are competing and then they can, you know, go back. Um, so the I think the two events that, that the next two events that I know of for sure uh, is the big spiel. There's a big spiel in town. Like it's a really cool spiel. Twin Cities has now we have five dedicated ice facilities uh, and a sixth uh, arena ice facility is opening up soon. So the five uh, spiels, um, I think they actually might only do four in the big spiel, but it's a 96 team deal. And they go throughout all the all the different clubs. I'm usually in Mexico, but I think I'm going to be back during that. And we're gonna uh, we're going to uh, to do the finals. And they do a lot of multimedia. And we might I'm not sure how we're going to do it, but they they do this Facebook Live thing where they just go to the different sheets. So that's a really cool cool spiel. And if anybody wants to see all the different clubs, uh, it's it's a great it's a great one to do. All the clubs are different. Chaska is like a shrine. Uh, uh, Frog Town is like a just a traditional. Uh, we've put together, you know, a bunch of volunteers put together a really fun, fun club. Chaska, uh, uh, Blaine is like, uh, you know, a training center. It's like, and St. Paul is like the granddaddy club. So we're doing that and that's, uh, January 11th through the 14th. So we'll probably, we're still kind of talking about it, but we'll probably do the finals, which will be in St. Paul. Uh, so that should be pretty fun and it should be a lot. Um, my style of commentary is not as serious as a lot of people's styles of commentary, um, but for the St. Paul cash spiel, we kind I tried to rein it back, particularly as we got to the finals days. Um, I'd imagine this one would not be like that. And then in February is the, the international, which is a great spiel. It's got a $5,000 cash prize for the first event, and that'll be uh, February 22nd through the 25th. And last year we did the finals, and uh, our, our hometown club team, um, the, the Nunberg Rink, rink defeated uh, Pete Fenson. In and in a great, it was a great, it was just a great final. And we piped, piped the sound in the in the house, and uh, yeah, it was just really fun. So I'm not sure what else we'll be doing, but I think those two for sure.
3: So well, Chris, are you playing in any events this season? Uh, now that you've got the podcast bump, are you playing yeah. anything next week? Uh, well, yeah,
6: I, I, we're <laughs> actually uh, playing on Sunday and Tuesday, just in league night. So I'll have to tell you how it goes. I, you know, actually, I kind of it's interesting. Um, I struggle with getting enough time to curl. Like I see people that curl, I mean, I curl twice a week and I usually sub once, you know, once during the week and I practice one day. So I'm there plenty. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, not doing anything, but people that, that, that go, uh, to bond spiels all the time, I'm a little jealous of because I just don't have the time or the energy. I got a nine year old kid. I got a business, I got all this stuff going on. And I know other people have those things too, but I just can't go as much as I'd like to go. But now that I do broadcasting and that kind of stuff, it's even less. Um, but I do like I, I I really do enjoy what we're doing, and it's really fun putting it together.
2: I, I'm laughing, Chris, because you couldn't be you couldn't be talking exactly anything more than what I with a five and a seven year old, and you know doing radio shows three days a week and two pot. I mean, it's just I don't know how you find the time to do it all. But you know, before we let you go, Chris Lisney, I want to make sure that we pivot real quick, Joe, to the um, up to the uh, autumn the Autumn Gold Curling Classic in Calgary, because that's where we had our three U.S. women's high-performance teams. And, you know, Corey Christensen, the one of the three that does not make the playoffs, but the other two had a really good run, especially Nina Roth, to the finals.
3: Yeah, you know, let's let's take each team one at a time here. Corey Christensen, she failed to qualify, but she wound up being 4-3 and three at the event. So that was still... A really good result. Um, you know, these events. Uh, this event was a ABC uh, bracket yep. kind of event. So uh, her three losses came at the you know at the wrong times, I guess. But uh, had a nice run in the A event until uh, she started falling. But uh, really good result there. Um, Jamie Sinclair. She qualified for the playoffs, but she was eliminated by Chelsea Carey in the quarterfinal. That was a extremely defensive game. I don't think there was a score until the sixth end. Um, so you know, it just sort of and, and Chelsea had the hammer and um, all those uh, early ends. So uh, very defensive uh, game and it winds up that, you know, Chelsea used the hammer to her advantage there. Uh, wound up getting the win in the quarterfinals against Sinclair, but again, a nice result for, for Jamie and their team as they continue to have some really good success here early in the season. And then let's talk about uh, Nina Roth, who, who you know, yeah. had an, a terrific run. Um, she wound up with a seven and two record. She, made it all the way to the finals. She, on the way there, she beat Jennifer Jones, who's ranked number three in the order of merit, and uh, wound up uh, being defeated by Rachel Holman uh, in a game that was tied at four going into the seventh end. So yep. uh, Roth had a terrific outing. And uh, again, all three of these teams have a lot to show for their early season here. And I'm just really excited to see what happens with them next month.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And, Chris, if you've watched and followed the women's teams, and Joe, you know, like you just said, Corey's had her moments. Nina had her moment this weekend. Jamie's had great success. All three of the women's high performance teams have had really great success this fall as we are now just what about a month away from going to Omaha and Baxter Arena yet again uh is curling night in America. We were there just uh it feels like just weeks ago, but you know, it just the women's teams have played very, very well in this fall season so far.
6: Yeah, actually I mean I, I haven't really watched a lot of the lot of the women's uh you know this this season but both Nina and Jamie were at the St. Paul Cashville last year and I think Nina won it can't remember for for sure but so but I'm, I I know I'm excited I think I'm going to run down there and uh, it's about a 5 hour drive from here I think 5 6 hours and uh, I think I'm going to go there for like the final weekend
2: That'd be awesome. Let's uh, let's have a TESN Stonecast uh, meetup one night when we're all uh, dragging late in the week. But let's make sure that you can uh, give us a shot in the arm, Chris. Hey, before we let you go, uh, tell us what you got coming up on the Stonecast podcast uh, on this next episode in this coming week.
6: Well, we don't. Uh, so I, I really admire that you all can do uh, your, your uh, once a week uh, podcast like I, I you're going to turn this around and get it out Thursday, right?
2: Yeah, we will be live. This will be live on Thursday morning for uh, a yeah. See, week.
6: Now, my style is I record, and then it takes me about three weeks to edit it down. So I'll yeah. record like an hour and a half of audio, and then I'll edit it down. So um, the last episode that we did was basically with the manager of the club and the guy that, that runs the, the work crew, so St. Paul club is all volunteers so uh-huh. in the summer they do all this renovation so that's the last one we actually don't have anything in the can yet going forward there's a couple that we have kind of lined up I actually I'm thinking about I, I haven't asked yet but uh I never I, You know that 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 Kim Rhymes, she curls out of St. Paul and uh I, I don't know anything about her really and uh she played on sheet five quite a bit and I, I was going to go down and call her because she when she was on the the, uh, when she was in the house, she was kind of dancing around. And so I was going to call her tiny dancer. It turns out she is a dancer and she works right down the street. So I, I think I might try to pursue her, but we don't really have anything planned. We do about last year. I did one or two, two a month. And that was just a little bit too intense for me. So we do about one a month and, uh, we've got a couple, couple ideas, but the cash spiel kind of, uh, was 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 the next thing we did so. well
2: tell our but tell all our listeners here on the extraction where they can listen to the stonecast podcast when you get it yeah out.
6: if you just go in a web browser go to stonecast.rocks you can check us out on facebook uh, just stonecast uh we're also in in you know itunes and stitcher and all that sort of thing so just look for stonecast on, uh, on on itunes we have a lot of really cool cool things i mean we've got about 25 episodes and they're all about a half hour. The, I I time it based on the amount of time it takes me to get to work. I don't like listening <laughs> to things longer than that. And uh, yeah, a lot a lot of history of the club in the area. And uh, we uh you know we interviewed the the oldest member of our club, the oldest active curler who is ninety, uh, Paula Arnold. We did that over the summer. That was really fun. So, cool. well, very yeah. good
2: stuff. Well, Chris Lisney from the St. Paul Curling Club, host of the Stonecast Podcast. Joe, this has been a treat to have Chris on with us. Can't wait to hopefully get, maybe get Chris back on again real soon.
6: Yeah. Thanks guys for having me. You guys do great work. And uh, um, Joe, that software, if we didn't have that software, we couldn't do any of this. So to I don't, I'm sure that you coded all that, right?
3: Oh, that would be Brian Anderson. He's, <laughs> he's the man behind uh score streamer. So if, if you're interested in becoming a TSN affiliate, give us a, give us a holler. We'll help you out.
6: Yeah. You, know, you guys are amazingly great and support and helpful too. Like any problems that have happened, I don't know. You guys don't must not have a social life or something because you guys uh, okay. are very helpful. So,
2: <laughs> all right, well, tell let's, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Chris Lisney from the St. Paul Curling Club, the host of the Stonecast Podcast, Joe Calabrese, Price Atkinson, Joe, and I will be right back to wrap it up here on the Extra Extra In Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. We'll be right back.
3: If you're looking to buy new curling equipment, don't settle for cheap imitations. Hardline came onto the scene seven years ago and is now at the forefront of high-performance and recreational curling equipment. Hardline's ice pad is the best choice when it comes to brush heads, which is why top-ranked pros play with it, including world champions Team Gushu, as well as U.S. men's and women's national champions Team Schuster and Team Sinclair. Whether you're looking for brooms, the Pro Slide delivery aid designed by Reed Carruthers, or shoes and apparel, take a look at Hardline and see why they are the number one choice for curling equipment. Show this sponsor your support by going to www.tesn.us and clicking on Hardline's ice pad logo.
2: All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12-Minute Sports Network, powered by Isagenix, Price and Joe Calabrese here, ready to put a bow on. uh, Joe, I believe this is, what, episode number six of the podcast? I can't even believe
3: we're six episodes in now. I know. It's all flying by, isn't it, Price? I mean, we've had uh, six weeks of really solid interviews and some really great roundtables. uh, Highlighted uh, today uh, with uh, the interview with... um, McCormick and Dropkin, and then the, the uh, round table with uh, Chris Lisney.
2: Yeah, really enjoyed catching up with Corey and, and Heater, and certainly appreciate Chris Lisney with the St. Paul Curling Club and the Stonecast Podcast. Joining us for a weekly roundtable, really enjoying the weekly roundtable where you can get into an array of topics, whether it be, you know, kind of long-term, what happened over the weekend, just always a lot of stuff to get to because, you know, as as Corey and Heater said earlier, you know, it really was a season, the, the season so far feels like it's been going on forever because there really was no off-season, so just so much to talk about as we get ready for the Olympic trials. And I'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't even start getting ready for South Korea because before before we know it, we're going to, I mean, as we blink right now, we're only a month away from being in Omaha. Before we blink again, it's going to be time to play in the Olympic Games in South Korea, Joe, in February.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, before we know it, we're going to have those two teams uh, on the men's and women's side uh, who are going to be, you know, our representatives at the Olympics. And, you know, it, it was great having Chris Lisney on because he had that firsthand experience what happened in St. Paul. He got to see all these teams in action. Uh, gave us sort of that, that first hand account and uh, it was great having him on it and it sets us up really well for you know the next few weeks as as they these teams prepare for that that trials uh, in at Baxter Arena.
2: Yeah, it it really does. It's next week you mentioned next week we'll have uh, uh Craig Brown and and Jason Smith Smitty from Team Brown, so we'll talk with him next week. Also, I think we're gonna have a special guest hopefully next week as, as we finalize and get that worked out. Don't want to tease it until we get it all, you know, finalized and and in the can. But, you know, before we get out of here, Joe, be remiss of uh we didn't have a little quick NFL barb here as my Panthers. They move to four and one, baby. How about another road win after knocking off the Patriots, knock off the, the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford, twenty-seven twenty-four? How about the big boys from Carolina? Now four and one on the season. I won't bring up the Buffalo Bills losing at lowly Cincinnati.
3: You know, I'm going to give you give the Panthers uh, the credit that they deserve. They they've been playing such such strong football and uh, beating uh, the, the Lions uh, on the road is is no no easy task anymore. It used to be something that I, I, you sort of expected, but now it's not as easy. And you know, the Bills. You know, let's pivot to the Bills. Oh man. Do I really want to do this? They just have no offense at times, and this was one of those weeks where they just had no offense, and that was it was tough to see because their defense came to play, and uh, unfortunately, just wasn't enough. Well, let me. Uh, but just, we have the bye week to heal up a little bit, so I'm excited about that. We'll get we'll get back at it.
2: Let me just say, I might give you a little bit of a hard time. You know, I love you, but I am a build. I'm a second. Forget the Ravens. You know, having lived in Maryland for about over four years, you know, I kind of adopted the Ravens as a second. You know, a secondary team. No longer, no more. I'm now a Bills fan next to the Panthers. That is my second team now. So I am certainly a, a Buffalo Bills guys. I mean, hell, we got enough guys that are in the front office, you know, coaching with you guys. I should be a I should be a Bills fan, you know, since it's it's Charlotte Light, Panthers light up there. But I am a Bills fan right there with you. So I, I will commiserate with, with any win or any loss and certainly celebrate any win with you, my friend. Sounds good. I like it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here on the 12th in Sports Network. Uh, The Extra Extra Inn here, powered by Isogenics. What we got coming up next week, we got Craig Brown and Jason Smith from Team Brown right here on the Extra Extra Inn podcast. A lot of great stuff, a lot more good contests and giveaways to give away next week. Again, subscribe on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast app. Catch us on TESN.US forward slash podcast. All kinds of great stuff. I appreciate all our listeners every single week. Uh, we will see you again right here next week on the Extra 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 In Podcast with Price Atkinson. And Joe Calabri will catch
3: you then.
1: Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th Inn Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by
0: IsoGenics. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So, bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at Mrs.Myers.com. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.